News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask them about that no-fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. When you stop in the dealership, tell them Mark sent you. Uh, welcome on into uh, episode 164 of On the Mark on this uh, Saturday, December 10th. Uh, shout out to the... Um, Quincy Community Theater cast of Little House on the Prairie, the musical, saw the opening night last night. Uh, it was a terrific job from the cast. It's always impressive uh, and always deserve kudos when local community members find the courage to get up on stage and sing in front of your neighbors and your coworkers and your peers. Uh, always, always impressive. And, and, and you know, if you listen to the show, I'm, uh, I've been involved in many, many productions of Quincy Community Theater. I hope to continue to be involved with Quincy Community Theater and uh, it was very nice to uh, get back to the theater and see uh, see a great, uh, great, great production, great opening night of Little House on the Prairie. Um, looking ahead, what is episode one sixty four going to be about? Well, we got Baker Mayfield. We got a uh, full week NFL fourteen preview. College football playoff is set, and uh, we can also kind of look at what the college football playoff would have looked like uh, if they had a twelve team playoff this year. And uh, World Cup, baseball, hot stove. We'll get into all of that. As always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-N. Follow the show on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. You can uh, watch on the Facebook Live. You can watch me basically just mess with my hair for an hour as I uh, get very passionate about what I'm talking about. If you like listening to me here on America's uh, 1070 KHMO News Talk, America's hometown news talk and sports leader. You like that? That new little tagline you got rocking out here is I'm broadcasting live from our KHMO studios here in Quincy. Uh, Let's waste no more time. Let's jump into it. Hespin headline number one. We got to talk about Baker Mayfield. Hespin's headlines on the mark. We absolutely have to talk about Baker Mayfield, and especially I have to talk about Baker Mayfield because if if you've been listening to, uh, to On the Mark since episode one, way back when when we were half hour episodes, and now we're on episode one sixty four, you know I have been very critical of Baker Mayfield, and, and uh, my criticism comes from the fact that I would have never drafted him number one overall, and I and I the criticism mainly comes then from the Browns. And that organization and the idea that Baker Mayfield was a number one overall pick. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a great college quarterback. Had an incredible run in Oklahoma. And uh, he's certainly a guy who I think is talented enough to be in the league, i.e., you know, the Mitch Trubisky's guys who can you know, certainly play football in the NFL. One of the maybe the, their 32 best starting quarterbacks in the league uh, or right on that fringe of starter uh, backup. But definitely not someone who is worth the number one overall pick. And then, you know, the attitude of Baker and the way he went about it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. It's just not how I would want my franchise quarterback to be. 
And since he was a franchise quarterback, uh, was open to all that criticism. I will say this, though. Baker Mayfield's in a redemption story now. And after Thursday night, it's nothing but a, a kind of a feel-good story. Just wild to think the turn that Baker has made in the last, you know, six months. A year and a half ago, a year and a half ago, in the summer of 2021, it was not that long ago. Summer of 2021, think about that. Took it a year and a half ago. Baker Mayfield was offered by the Browns a five-year contract extension worth about $120 million with about $75, $80 million guaranteed. At that time, you got to remember what was happening in the world of football at that time. Josh Allen was signing a eight-year deal worth north of $300 million. Patrick Mahomes was coming off his... 10-year, half-a-billion-dollar deal. Dak Prescott was working on negotiations for a huge four-year, $200 million-plus deal. And Baker Mayfield felt slighted. Baker Mayfield felt like he deserved more. And uh, I said at the time, if you're in Baker Mayfield's camp, the best thing you can do for this kid is tell him to sign that deal. It was the hardest thing. You know, it, you should never turn down the money that your organization offers you. People get mad like, oh, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, those deals were such bad deals. If the organization's offering you a deal, they were smart to sign it. They had smart people in their camp saying, sign the deal, sign on the dotted line. That was huge money for Goff and Wentz, over $100 million guaranteed for each of them. Did they deserve it necessarily? Have they lived up to those contracts? You'd argue certainly Wentz hasn't. Goff, I could argue, has been, you know, worth pretty much every penny that he signed for. He's not created cap hell for either the Rams or the uh, the Lions. It was you know other moves that did that for the Rams. Baker Mayfield had it made. You had an organization that was finally turning the corner with a new head coach that was finally turning the corner. An offensive minded. They had a great offensive line in Cleveland, a run game. And they were going to ask you to basically be the Kirk Cousins to what Minnesota is now. I mean, look at Minnesota. They and look at look at Miami. Every team that has a limited talent quarterback that is thriving right now, Miami, Minnesota, uh, the Niners with Jimmy G. They've done a really great job of surrounding that limited talented quarterback with a ton of weapons. Even Seattle, really quickly, DK Metcalf, Lockett, two really good receivers, and they've worked on that offensive line, a good rookie running back, and all of a sudden Geno with support and weapons is doing really well. If you have a limited ceiling NFL quarterback, i.e. a Baker Mayfield, and the Browns saw it, like we can offer you good money, generational life-changing money, still $70, $80 million guaranteed, while he was making all of that money with the progressive commercials, and he chose to bet on himself, and it backfired dramatically. <clears throat> backfired so badly that four days ago, Baker Mayfield was released and was on a flight to L.A. after cl- going through waivers, getting claimed by the Rams, to basically just the Rams' quarterback room is a morgue, and they needed a warm body. And it does make what happened on Thursday night really impressive. I was very impressed by Baker, and especially those last two touchdown drives. For not knowing the offense, for not knowing the receivers, not knowing the timing, 
Uh, it was impressive to see. And Baker Mayfield has a chance now to redeem his career a little bit and maybe hang around in the league for a little longer. Baker Mayfield could retire tomorrow and get a huge TV contract with Fox or ESPN for college football to either call games, to do the college pregame stuff. He's an electric personality. He'd be terrific on all of that. But what he did, 22 of 35 for 230 yards, a touchdown, a game-winning touchdown drive, 98 yards with, uh, you know, what, a minute left in a, in, a, in a place where he had been for less than 48 hours. Baker Mayfield showed me that he wants to still play football, and I think he's given himself a chance. Now, will Baker Mayfield be a starting quarterback next year somewhere? I don't know. Uh, it looks as though the draft is going to give us three first-rounders. Stroud, Young, Levis. You know, there's teams right now that have quarterback flux situations. What are the commanders doing? What are the Falcons doing? What are the Panthers doing? What are the Jets doing? There's flux. The Bucks may be in the quarterback market. So there could be opportunities. Houston, obviously, could be opportunities for Baker Mayfield. And he's got a, a, a you know a workable schedule. You have four games now, and you got a mini bye week, so you you got plenty of time to work it. Packer at Packers, home against the Broncos, at Chargers, at Seattle. It's not an easy schedule. He doesn't have to win the games, but if Baker can look competent, and good, maybe he stays with the Rams. Who knows? The Rams, you know, Matthew Stafford's probably going to need some more surgeries in the off season. Maybe the Rams say Baker, we'll sign you a nice little deal here to hang with us. And then you, we, you know, we kind of want to see Matthew Stafford's health through the offseason into the preseason, and you let Baker kind of maybe even shine big in the preseason. And then if you feel confident about Stafford's health going to the year, maybe you trade Baker right before the year starts, something like that. It's interesting now. He's 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 in one night went from he went from the lowest point of his career to the plane is crashing to Sully Sullenberger on the Hudson. He landed it. He landed the plane in the Hudson. That was that win in, in New York. And now everyone's going to look like, oh, oh, okay. It's not a disaster. What can what can now happen? What can be the next step for for Baker Mayfield? Exciting to see. I will say, I, I want to talk Derek Carr for a second as you're listening to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the news and talk sports leader broadcasting live from our KHMO studios in Quincy. Um, this is why we struggle with Derek Carr. I, I mean, and I don't know if it's Josh McDaniels, like who's to blame, but Derek Carr in that very winnable game, 11 of 20 for 137 yards and two INTs. Now the last INT, I, I listen, end of the game, you're trying to make a play. You have three seconds left or whatever. But this is, this is why we struggle, right? Even in Herbert's bad games with a loss, it doesn't look like that. Even in Mahomes' losses, the statue doesn't look like that. They go down swinging, throwing it 40, 50 times because their coaches trust in them. I mean, Josh McDaniels did not trust in Derek Carr to win that game. I don't know if that says something about Josh, that says something about Derek. But to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, you just don't have stat lines like that. 
unless you're going up against an all-world defense. You know, the Rams last year with Aaron Donald, like, I mean, like, prime-time all-world defense. Then you're on the road in a playoff-type atmosphere, and they just swallow you whole. You know, you just don't have stinkers like that. You just don't. You you can't be a I can't consistently call you a top ten quarterback when you put out games like this, and that's why Derek Carr always lives on that. It's like the eleventh to fifteenth best guy in the league. It's where he lives because games like this. You know, if I'm Derek Carr and I'm seeing the way this game is going in the second half, and Devontae Adams gets no tar no catches in the second half, you've got to be more aggressive. You got you got you've got to look your coach in the eye and say. Can we go win this game, not just try to hold on to a lead here? Let's go win this game. We, you know, we, we've won three in a row. We're trying to get back in the playoff hunt here. And I still think the vibes in, in the Raiders you know, turn around. That three-game win streak after the loss to Saturday and the Colts, it, it certainly helped them turn it around a bit. But that's a, that is a tough look for Derek Carr, for, his, for me you know, supposedly propping him up as a top-ten quarterback. I can't. I really can't after a after a week like that. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When we come back, we will break down week 14 in the NFL. Less games, a lot of teams on a bye. I'll give you my lock, my upset, my toss-up of the week. We're live and local on the News Talk and Sports Leader 1070 K It's on the mark. They're big. Culture depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, studying their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Naloxone can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose and save a life. It's easy to get and easy to use. If you or someone you know is at risk of overdose, keep Naloxone on you and at home. Learn at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. Stop into the dealership. Uh, you can check out their entire inventory selection at shopcunis.com. Tell them Mark sent you. Get yourself in a new vehicle to start the new year and uh, put you know put a bow on it. Make them put make them put a bow on it for you. Tell them Mark said put a bow on it. <clears throat> Shout out to all my guys over Cutis on Honey. They're the best. All right. We got to jump into it. A full NFL preview week 14. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Okay. Uh, 
this week is is like a prove it week. This is such a fun slate of games in the NFL. This is the type of week where you have kind of the non playoff teams who are like right on the fringe or like right on the fringe playoff teams getting their chance to prove it to the playoff teams, right? The Jets at Buffalo. Cleveland, the Browns, can they make a run against the Big Bad Bengals? You know, Detroit versus uh, Minnesota. Jacksonville, the Jags versus the division leader, Tennessee. Philly, the number one seed over versus the hanging on by a thread, the Giants. A lot of this, you know, prove it. You know, you only have one matchup between uh, divisional leaders, um, and so it's kind of like prove it week week fourteen in the NFL. A lot of teams on a bye, six teams on a bye to be exact. Bears, Falcons, Green Bay, Indy, New Orleans, and the uh, the Commanders. Almost said the football team. Um, needed buys for a lot of them. The Bears are a morgue right now. Green Bay needs to get some rest and some health. Atlanta is uh, is taking this opportunity to go to Desmond Ritter, which I think is a really smart move. You have uh, you know four weeks basically left. You got to see what this kid's got. You got it. You just got to give yourself something, a look at this kid, uh, because now it's you know it's crunch time. You know you got to figure out what the future of your your franchise quarterback is. It's not Marcus Mariota. Uh, can it be Desmond Ritter? We'll, we'll see. I'm excited to see. I mean, Atlanta after the buys will be one of the most fascinating watches here. Uh, is for a bad team. Right, let's focus. Jump into it. This week's matchups. I'll give you my lock, my t- upset, and my toss up when we get to them. Let's start with the Jets at Buffalo. The Bills minus ten. I love the Bills here in this spot. Um, the Bills have everything in front of them now, and they know it. They know that sin- when Cincinnati was able to get. The Chiefs last week that cracked the door back open for them. They can control their destiny and get that number one overall seed. And I think they know it matters. They know it's meaningful. That AFC Championship game two years ago in Kansas City, that game a divisional round last year in Kansas City, they know how much that hurts them. They know that if those games are being played in Buffalo with their home crowd, um. They they feel like that 13 seconds may not happen. That's a deafening crowd for Buffalo in the weather. It's a huge, huge week for Buffalo to kind of reaffirm themselves as maybe the Super Bowl favorites versus a Jets team that is a very good defense, kind of resurgent offense with Mike White. I like the Bills. I don't love the number. I think it's maybe closer than 10. The Jets are able to uh, to cover late, a backdoor cover. But I like the Bills to win uh, um, at home against the Jets. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is minus five and a half. The Bengals have lost four in a row to the Browns. Joe Burrow has beaten Mahomes the last three times he's played the Chiefs. He's lost to the Browns every time he's played the Browns. What the heck? What the heck, Joe Burrow? Um, I think it all changes this week. I don't love the number. Five and a half is a lot. And then for a divisional game, this very easily could come down to a field goal. I'd stay away from the number, but I do like the Bengals. Again, the Bengals now see what's in front of them as well. You have a reeling, injured Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, They want to be able to kind of assert themselves in the AFC North. 
They're at home. Watson was garbage last week. Um, and that was, in a lot of ways, to be expected. It would have been, I think, more surprising if he was incredible than it was surprising that he was garbage. I expect him to improve week by week as things the season goes on. But this Bengals defense is very good. It is not the Texans defense. They are at home. They just came off a huge win. They cannot let themselves fall into a trap here. Browns maybe lead early going to half. Joe Burrow and the Bengals defense tighten everything up and look for the Bengals to win. Um, you know, somewhere along the lines of twenty four seventeen, Bengals take care of it. Wouldn't shock me though if it's twenty four twenty and it's the the line, the number scares me, but I like the Bengals to win. Houston at Dallas, you know, you know, this is one of the, it's the only thing to talk about this game is if Dallas loses, um, this is a huge upset. The the Texans are starting Davis Mills, so their offense will be more competent than it has been. And, you know, the Davis Mills thing, it worked in their favor. Davis Mills is playing well enough to like keep them sniffing around in games, and I think the Texans were getting too nervous, and they, you know, kind of went to Kyle Allen guaranteed themselves a couple losses there, uh, and now have pretty much locked up the number one overall pick. And so go back to Davis Mills to just kind of get some competent football going again, put at least some sort of product on the field to where you at least say, hey, it, it, you know, you're not losing your own locker room. Like Davis Mills is better than Kyle Allen, so you got to start him. Uh, you can't completely lose the locker room. If, if the Texans win – is a gigantic failure for the for the Cowboys. Cowboys will win. Will they cover the seventeen? I mean, it's gonna be fun fun thing to watch. You might want to bet the number just to have some fun if you're if you're a Cowboys fan and, and you're forced to watch this game, or you're a Texans fan and you're watching this game. Bet your teams to cover just to have some entertainment through the game. Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit is favored by two over the ten win. Vikings, what is going on? This is the game in the line everyone's talking about. Vegas knows something. Detroit right now is the better team right now, playing better football, and they're at home. Vegas wants you to take the Vikings. They want you to see a 10-win team at a 5-win team getting plus money, and they want you to try to say... Vegas is stupid. Let's steal some money. Vegas likes the Lions. Vegas is telling you on a neutral field that the Lions would be a pick 'em with the, with the Vikings. So at home, and Detroit's played really well at home, they'll get the favorite. I like the Lions to win this game. I really do. I've been on the Lions. Uh, you know my my struggles with the Vikings. Jared Goff has been playing incredible football. The Lions do not need to draft a quarterback. They don't. They absolutely don't. Jared Goff is not the reason they have seven losses. Their defense was abysmal for a large stretch. It's finally coming around a bit. Goff and St. Brown have developed a really great relationship. Williams and Swift, a two-headed monster at running back. Offensive line play is improving in Detroit. Listen, the Vikings can score. Uh, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league right now, and Kirk Cousins does an incredible job of feeding him the rock. This is going to be tight. It's going to be close. I wouldn't touch this game line-wise. 
I like my gut says the Lions. I'll stick with the Lions. I think they're playing great football. And I and I and I stand by this. The Lions do not need to draft a quarterback. They don't. And that gives the Lions a ton of flexibility because they're going to have the Rams pick, they're going to have their own pick, and the Lions can just go out and get two really great players. You know, another offensive lineman. Go get the best tackle in the league to pair him with Sewell in the draft. And, or, and go get another great edge rusher to pair with Hutchinson. And all of a sudden, the Lions next year, if they nail their draft, if Jared Goff is playing this level and they can add another piece offensively, another weapon, you know, upgrade the tight end, this Lions team is, is all of a sudden proving they're not too far away. Jared Goff is not the issue. You're not watching the games if you're if you're just sitting there going, oh, Jared Goff, do you need a new quarterback? He's not the issue. Jared Goff is the legitimate starting quarterback in this league. Just in, in, in the same level as Kirk Cousins. I put him in the exact same level, and you're, and you're getting him at a discount. I think you could sign Goff actually to an extension at a very reasonable price because he's already made the huge money. And he's smart enough to know it's not about the it's not about the long you know the the huge giant mega contract. It's about having the starting job and the, and the and the team back you. You make so much more extra money endorsements, ads, all this stuff if you're a starter. And I and I think Golf knows that. All right, little Lions land for you. I like the Lions, uh, so I'll take a minus two as well. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Here's my lock of the week. I love Tennessee minus three and a half. Tennessee, everyone saw them get embarrassed in the last two weeks by by better teams. Tennessee at home, a non-primetime game against a division rival. They are the more physical team. They have an identity. They have more to play for. I love the I love the uh, Titans to win and to cover the three and a half. The Jaguars are feisty. The Jaguars will 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 not lay over and just get you know blown out. It still be a competitive game. But the uh, but the Titans are the better team. They've been embarrassed. Uh, people want you to take the the Jags, and you know that's a, it's an easy plus money type of take a grab at the Jags. The Titans will regain control of the division with a with a um, resounding win. I'll say it at home against the Jaguars. Philadelphia minus seven at New York. I love the Eagles minus seven. It's almost my lock of the week. The Eagles are the better football team, and they're playing great football right now. They can dominate the line of scrimmage. Jalen Hurts has been absolutely brilliant. Jalen Hurts is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He just is. He's playing that way. He's proven it. If if you think Jalen Hurts is just a running quarterback, watch the games. Watch an Eagles game. I beg you. The dude can tear you up from the pocket as well. Those are very accurate, great deep ball. He is a more explosive to a tongue of Iloa. And the Eagles have a more explosive uh, you know, a, a slightly d- different version of kind of what the, the Miami Dolphins are doing right now. You know, two is getting all the praise because of Tyreek Hill and Waddle, but AJ Brown, Devontae Smith with, uh, with Hertz right now, it's a, it's a three headed monster. And then with his ability to break big runs and be a physical runner, uh, you know, he runs different than, than, and, you know, than a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray. He is a beefier, bulkier, a better Kyler Murray. He's a better Kyler Murray. And he is, uh, I love Jalen Hurts right now in this Eagles offense. Uh, and, and New York, listen, New York is, is reaching the peak of what they can do. Now it's a divisional game. I think it'll be tight. There'll be times maybe New York is leading in this game late. The Eagles will pull away. They'll cover the seven. I like the Eagles minus seven. 
Baltimore at Pittsburgh. This is another one of those really, really, you know, on uh, when you first say it, you're like, Lamar Jackson's out. I don't want to watch this game, but this is going to be fascinating. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a little bit of a hot streak right now. They're at home. They have Kenny Pickett. They're starting quarterback. The Ravens will probably be without Lamar Jackson. Now, if Lamar Jackson plays, the Ravens should win. But most likely no Lamar Jackson for this game. I, I, I like the Steelers to win. I think the Steelers are playing good football right now. Mike Tomlin has this incredible streak of never being below 500. Mike Tomlin does not want that streak to die. I think you'll take the Steelers, take the minus uh, the minus two at home. The, the Ravens have a ton to play for. Huntley's a very capable backup, but I like the Steelers. Kansas City minus nine at Denver. I like Kansas City and the points. Denver's horrific. Denver's trash. Kansas City coming off of the loss. I think you'll see him really focus. I think you'll see Mahomes come out and have one of those four-touchdown, 300-yard games, find Kelsey early, find Kelsey often. The Broncos' defense is very good, um, but they, this team is rudderless, and they, are, and they are horrific to watch offensively. So all Kansas City has to do is score 20 points and they'll cover. I mean, the, the, the Broncos can't score. They just can't score. And I think the Chiefs' defense will take advantage of that as well. Uh, Tampa Bay minus three and a half, plus three and a half at San Francisco is my upset of the week. I love the Bucks getting plus money on a short week. Uh, here's why. San Francisco's defense is probably the best defense in the NFL, and they're playing immensely great. Brock Purdy gets a chance to start. Tom Brady in his home state, in his home area, a lot of family. I think this is low scoring. I think it's Brady late. I think Brady leads another late touchdown drive. I think it's low scoring. I think Purdy plays well, but the Bucks' defense has teeth. I think they'll be able to get after Purdy a little bit, rattle him. He's a kind of an undersized guy, just under 6'2". Uh, not uh, you know fast mobile, but mobile. I like the Bucks to be able to get at Purdy. I like that, listen, the, the Niners are going to get it. Tom Brady's going to have a long day. Nick Bosa's going to feast on that bad offensive line. But I do think when it comes down to it, in a tight game, low-scoring game, with defenses playing well, who do you trust more to pull out the win late? Purdy or, or Brady? I'm going to go with Brady. I, I think the Bucks uh, are um, – I, I think they're turning a corner a little bit. They're winning ugly, and they're going to make it really hard for us when it comes to the playoffs. And they're sitting there as like a 10-win team, and they've won a lot of ugly games. But then it's Brady in the playoffs. I, 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 like, uh, I like Tampa to take care of the Niners. Upset alert. Uh, there you go. Carolina – at Seattle, Seattle minus three and a half. Love Seattle in this game. It's a long trip for Carolina. Geno Smith playing well. Seattle sees uh, the Niners as vulnerable right now. Uh, the division is still in their grasp. And Seattle knows they are playing with house money. I mean, this was supposed to be a disaster of a year from them. And they are, uh, you know, right there in the division and could host a playoff game. I like Seattle. I think they'll take care of business at home against a bad Carolina team. Sunday night football. This is going to be a great game to watch. Tua 
versus Herbert. Dolphins minus three in uh, L.A. Dolphins got beat up a little bit last night, last week against the Niners. Tua in prime time. Justin Herbert. You know, these guys are going to be linked together with Burrow as, you know, three, you know, top ten draft picks. I'm really struggling with this game of who I like to win. I, I'm i leaning towards Miami because I think right now Miami is better coached. Uh, they have uh, a sense a little bit more of, uh, of like they're playing for something. Uh, they're a little healthier. And the Chargers, let's just be honest, I, I, they find ways to just beat themselves up. That being said... I also see this as a huge Justin Herbert game, like a mega Justin Herbert game. Uh, I'll take the Chargers at home. I'm going to regret that one, but I'll take the Chargers at home. There's something about it. I mean, Brandon Staley's coaching for his job. He's coaching for his job. If Brandon Staley loses his job, if this is a, a Dolphins impressive win, Staley's toast. He's done. He's toast. Sean Payton sniffing around. All right, mo- uh, Monday night football, New England minus one and a half at Arizona. I'll take New England. I, I just don't trust Arizona. I don't like Arizona at all. I don't like them at all. I, I really don't. I, I think Arizona is... Um, they're a ma- they're a mess. They're kind of like the NFC Broncos. I mean, Kyler Murray's now looking like he's historically overpaid, not been playing well, not on the same page with his head coach. Uh, my toss up was Baltimore Pittsburgh. By the way, didn't I didn't say it as I was talking about it. Uh, I'm 12 and 10 on the year gambling. So if you uh, take my picks, you'll most likely go one and one. I've been on a streak of like four weeks in a row, one and one. Um, uh, but it's still plus money on the year, 12 and 10. My lock this week, Tennessee minus three and a half, upset Tampa uh, uh, plus three and a half. I'll take Tampa plus three and a half and Tennessee minus three and a half. All right, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, talking college football, college football playoff, uh, what it would have looked like if the 12 team playoff was this year. It's on the mark. The news. Talk and sports leader, 1070 KHMO. I'm Danny Schaefer, lifestyle content creator. My little brother had these piercing blue eyes like the ocean. He was just 33 when we lost him to an accidental opioid overdose. My name is Darren Waller. I had it made, living my dream playing professional football. Then my life hit rock bottom. I had an accidental opioid overdose. I felt the shame this stigma. Everyone knew, but no one talked about it. I felt completely isolated. My family didn't even know. I refused to stand by and watch without doing everything I can to change the stigma. If you know someone taking opioids, have a safety plan and talk about it. It can happen to anyone you know or love. It happened to me. I'm sharing Scott's story because reversing the silence can help save lives. Let's help put a stop to opioid overdoses being a leading cause of accidental death in America. Be prepared. Learn how at reversesilence.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Children can die from heat stroke after being mistakenly left in a car. This sometimes happens when there's a change in routine. Make it a habit to put your phone or bag in the back seat next to your baby. 
Ask your caregiver to always call if your child doesn't arrive as expected and lock your car when it's parked. If you see a child alone in a car, call 911. For more on child safety, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. You wash your hands. You biology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. High of 47 today. Under overcast skies, southwesterly winds around 5 miles per hour. Lows level off around 30 tonight. Cloudy skies expected. A mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Highs around 45. Right now, 39. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMY. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, uh, we are broadcasting live here from the 1070 KHMO studios in Quincy, the news, talk, and sports leader. This is On The Mark. Follow the show on Facebook. If you like what you're hearing and you enjoy me talking sports at you every Saturday morning, follow the show on Facebook. Just search On The Mark KHMO, all one word, On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. And as always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. All right, college football playoff. The committee got it right. They got it right. Um, Number one, Georgia versus number four, Ohio State. Number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU. TCU should not get penalized for losing their first game of the year in an extra game. They ran the regular season undefeated, and then in a conference, they have to play one extra game, and they lose. You shouldn't. It's hard to beat a team twice in a year. Now, you'd argue, well, what about USC? Well, I would have been okay if USC stayed in, but USC's a little different. USC already lost to Utah, and then lost again. And Utah has a brand of football that is like the B version of Michigan and like the C version of Georgia. So, so it's a little hard for me to sell myself on USC when it's like, oh, well, when they go against big boy physical football, they're 0-2. So, and, and the committee has made it known two lost teams would have to be you know, the losses would have to be early uh, to 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 um, weird or, you know, wild circumstances. And, you know, you'd have to run the gamut, win your conference, all these other things in the four-team playoff. Now, um, why Ohio State? Well, it, the Ohio State really benefited mainly from the fact that Hendon Hooker got injured. I mean, that would have been Tennessee's spot. It really would have. It would have been Tennessee if Tennessee had stayed one loss and Hendon Hooker was was healthy. If Hooker is not if not injured and Tennessee's one loss, that's their spot. As soon as Alabama had the second loss, they were going to need Ohio State, Tennessee. I mean, oh, Alabama is the number one two-loss team. Absolutely. Absolutely the number one two-loss team. But... If there is a one-loss Power 5 team, especially one that's historic program like Ohio State with a Heisman Trophy finalist, a top pick, draft pick, uh, quarterback, it, it, it checks all the boxes. Ohio State checks all the boxes. 
I mean, the only argument you have for Ohio State is against Ohio State is they were at home against Michigan and and really got outclassed. But that doesn't mean that Ohio State can't go compete against Georgia. If Ohio State upsets Georgia, I'm not going to be shocked. Be a little surprised, but I'm not going to be shocked. So I think the committee got it right. Now, I think there's some really great bowl games out there. Uh, you know, Utah versus Penn State, I think will be really fun to watch in the Rose Bowl. I think that Alabama versus Kansas State, give Kansas State and Deuce a chance. You know, Tennessee Clemson, the future of Clemson's quarterback, this kid. Texas-Washington, good matchup. There's a couple good ones. Some good good bowl games out there. But I'll say this. It is interesting to look at what would the playoff have looked like. So if this was a 12-year, 12 12-team 12 playoff year, like it'll be in, in 2024, the playoff would look like this. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Utah. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Clemson, Utah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is that about? What's that about? Where's TCU? Where's Kansas State? So you know why are Clemson, Utah? Well, what the way they do it is the 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 bye weeks would all be on a bye one through four. Those are your four highest ranked conference champion winners. Okay, so that's where the conference champion games will matter. They will matter. So that's where if you are a Purdue. And you have you find yourself somehow in the Big Ten championship game, winning the conference championship is going to matter. I also think you're also going to see some changes to the the Big Ten and some of these other where you're not going to have an East West and a winner. You need to just like the top two teams in all of the Big Ten. Like you'd see Michigan Ohio State play each other again in the in the Big Ten title game, and then. You know, you can move that Michigan-Ohio State game to earlier in the year. You know what I mean? You kind of double dip on it. Um, so they they would be your four highest-seeded conference champion winners. The first round of the playoff would be number 9, Kansas State at Tennessee. Number 11, Penn State at number 6, Ohio State. Number 12, Tulane at number 5, TCU. And Tulane is that kind of at-large bid as a conference winner. And then USC at Alabama. So we'd have some terrific matchups, right? USC-Alabama would be really interesting to watch. Caleb Williams, Bryce Young could be the two number one picks for the you know the next two years. TCU gets a chance at that five seed to, hey, you know, get an easy win at home. All these games would be, you know, at, I'm saying not, you know, not bowl game locations, not neutral field, at Kansas State has a chance to have a chance to go at Tennessee to Rocky Top SEC school. I mean, it has some really fascinating Penn State Ohio State would be a all time great game in Ohio State at the at the Horseshoe. So some really interesting matchups. We'll have to wait. This year, I think they got it right. I'll take my gut says right now, and again, I'll make official picks. We get closer. I like Georgia Michigan national championship final. I li- and I'm and I'm and my gut is leaning right now towards Michigan. You listen on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, wrapping up the show with a couple quick hitters, live and local on the News Talk and Sports Leaders 1070 AM.
JC Auto and Truck. And the mother of two kids. And I've got a good job. Bye, Mom. See you, Mom. A pretty important job. Because of my family and my job, I really care about this neighborhood. It's a good neighborhood. Yes, there's some crime. And when I drive to work, like now, I realize that some people here don't trust the police. So the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you as a police officer that this department is reaching out to the community. And the community is doing its part. We're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere. This is how we can all be safer. Get involved. Start the conversation. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Go to shopcunis.com. You can see the entire Cunis family network of vehicles. Find the vehicle you're looking for. Stop over at the dealership then, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, and make a deal. That's what I did. I found my truck on, on the website. They got it to the Quincy location. They headed there the next day for me. In and out. Incredible, incredible shopping experience. Shopcunis.com. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, to wrap up the show really quickly here. World Cup action today. Right now, I think Morocco's up one nothing on uh, Portugal at half. And then we have France versus England. And uh, of those four teams, France, England, Portugal, and Morocco, they will. one of those teams will play the winner of Argentina versus Croatia. The, the FIFA World Cup has a chance here, a real chance to have an all-time Final. Argentina, Portugal, Messi, Ronaldo in the final. Uh, Portugal's got to pick it up right now. Would be all time. Must watch. The two maybe greatest players ever. Head to head. Each of them battling for a World Cup at the very tail end of their career. Would just be an incredible story. But... Argentina versus France or England would also be incredible for the ratings. Powerhouse nations, you know, you had a lot of upsets. Spain out, Germany out, Brazil out. There's still a lot of star power left. Uh, if it's Croatia versus Morocco, uh, then it's one of those like, oh, you know, maybe you, you just get some ratings for the Cinderella aspect, but the FIFA's not rooting for that. They're rooting for Argentina versus either France, England, or Portugal. That's That's the headlines. I love England today to beat France. Come on, Harry Kane. Bring it home for the Queen. It's coming home, England. I got I got a little responsible wager on England. I'm not going to lie. Can't wait to watch that game. We'll be watching England versus France. Um, finally, baseball hot stove. Uh, the Padres, when did the Padres become the, the, the Rams? Where are they finding all this money? <laughs> 
Sander Bogart's 11-year deal for a 30-year-old shortstop when you already have a shortstop. I, I don't the, the Padres are just – Padres have said, bleep it. The next four years, we better win a World Series. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the Padres have said. They, the Padres don't give a rip what the team looks like in 2030. They, do, they don't care. <laughs> They're like, we'll go back to being a horrible franchise in 2030. But from 2023 to 2027, we better win a bleeping World Series. Uh, they're going all in. you got to respect it. Incredible lineup. Um, Judge and the Yankees, nine years, sooner 60 million. Great for Aaron Judge. Yankees are going to have to do a lot to win a World Series with this Aaron Judge contract over the next couple of years. They better win it soon because the back end of that contract, Judge, late in his career, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe Judge keeps it going, but uh, that's a lot for a 30-year-old power hitter. Finally, uh, Wilson Gutierrez to the cards, five years, 87. It upsets me as a Cubs fan because I think that's a reasonable deal for a 30-year-old all-star catcher. One of the best in the game. So kudos to the Cardinals for going out and making the move. Uh, but I do like the Cubs-Cody Bellinger deal. Why not? One-year prove-it deal for a former MVP who's trying to resurrect his career. You know, if he can have a real bounce-back year and the Cubs take advantage of that, an outfielder with Bellinger, Happ, and Sia Suzuki, hey, all right, all right. Enjoy this weekend. It's on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Today, more than 6 million